Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey guys, Matt here. I'm still in Cuba. I should be getting back to the States in the next couple days. But before I do, check out a word from our sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by The Red Seven by Robert Dean. Do you like Westerns? You've heard me talk about this book a hundred times. I'm not going to give you the same spiel. I read this book when Robert was first writing it. It's fucking awesome. If you like Tarantino and shit like that, just stories of revenge, blood, guts, mayhem, this is for you. Buy it on Amazon. Link in the show description. And also, this week's episode is brought to you by Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. I don't really know if that's true. I'm making it up. They didn't tell me that they were. I'm From personal experience, they are number one. It's an awesome app. They just updated it to manage your subscriptions better. And you can look up any comedian you like. Look up Bill Burr. Look up Joe Rogan. And they will tell you every appearance these guys have made along with any podcast they've done. Download that shit right now. So I'm going to go back to drinking on a beach. Enjoy the show, guys. We are 288. We are 288. We are 2888. We are 2888. We are 2888. We've done a bunch of shows this weekend. It's fucking awesome. Joining us once again from the media room is Ella Darling. Hello. Has too much shit going on. <laughs> too much shit indeed. Everything. Everything, all directions. When do you sleep? What's sleep? It's this thing I do after I have too much whiskey. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. No, uh, sleep is fine. Um, I don't socialize. I don't have a social life. Um, I don't... I, I had to like end my relationship because I don't have time to be human. Um, it's cool. I have a dog. He's friendly. Hey, man's best friend. You're all good. Yeah, it's good. So where to start? The fact that you're running for like a public office is pretty fucking rad. Well, I ran. And the thing is, I don't want this to sound like it's something bigger than it is. I ran for the Democratic Assembly District Delegate in District 39, which is like North Hollywood and part of the Valley. Um, It was a pretty low-level thing. I got second runner-up. I'm really proud of that uh, because there were a lot of people running. it was a, a, a thing where there's 14 seats, seven men, seven women. I ran on a slate of other progressive democratic voices. We had uh, a lot of shared ideas and we ran together and it was really cool. We got defeated by a slate of people that are like establishment Democrats who have relatives who are very high up in California politics. But at the end of the day, it, w- it was really cool. Um, the people that I was running with supported me and supported the fact that I'm in this industry without any hesitation. They embraced me. They were cool. And it was awesome. And my community supported me. And it was great. That, that's absolutely awesome. Well, even at, at low levels, you're doing a lot more. You're attempting to do a lot more than 99% of the people out there. Thank you. 
and that's bravo for that. Thank you so much. Um, I think that when you want to create change, it starts at a grassroots level, like starting on the low levels where you can put in a little bit of work and gain a much larger, louder voice than you would otherwise. Like that is the first step. You can't try to jump in and run for governor and think you're going to like you need to start low and grow. And it needs to be a lot of other people doing it. We had districts all over the state of California that were actually swept by progressive voices. And these are people who are new to new to running for politics, but who have real ideas of what this party should be and very much understand where things went wrong last year. And it's just been really great. Um, I didn't even announce it officially to the industry until like the week beforehand because I wanted the support of the community, but I didn't want to create a spectacle. I didn't want it to be like, oh, porn stars running for this thing. I wanted to be able to stand on my experience, my insights and my perspectives that I had without turning it into a big like publicity stunt. Certainly. Not the Mary Carey running for governor. Oh, I mean, I would never want to put down another performer who's trying to do something for themselves. No, but sure. It seemed much more of a publicity stunt than an actual platform for running. I suppose. I, again, I, I never want to speak down against someone else who's trying uh, to do shit. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with trying to get publicity any way you can get it. Yeah, but that's not what this was. And no, I, uh, I know you did that. Yeah, it's important I, for me to point that out. I, and I didn't want to imply that in any way, shape, or form. No, of course, of course. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. It was really, I came off of the momentum of Prop 60, which we worked so hard at. We worked our asses off last year. Um, I was elected the president of the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee last year. I worked with the Free Speech Coalition and several really hardworking performers who did a lot to make this work. We... We held a protest through the streets of Hollywood that ended the the door of the uh, AIDS Healthcare Foundation. We held a press conference begging Michael Weinstein to come and speak to us, to listen to us. He claims to speak for us. He doesn't acknowledge that we can speak for ourselves. And that's what we really pointed out. And that's what we got the state of California to understand, that this law would be harmful and hurtful to us. And we overturned Prop 60, and it was great. And it was a beautiful thing. I've never seen the industry so unified. It was... It warms my heart. It, it made me feel so strong seeing it, seeing everybody come out and support each other from every aspect of the industry, from the really big name performers to the new performers to the queer performers to the gay performers. Everybody understood what the risk was for all of us, and we all spoke about it. Awesome. And we have our host oh. of the test, Mr. Raven Star, rolling in. Mr. Raven Star. Oh, my stars and garters. Hi, baby. What's happening to my vagina right now? What's happening to my vagina right now? It's leaking. It's leaking. It's leaking love and goodness. Yes. Hearts and stars. Only, only good things. Stars and garters? Stars and garters. Yeah. Oh, shit. They're still coming in kind of low, Mr. Driven Star. Oh, yeah? So I should keep talking? You're rock and roll. You're, oh, yeah? Cool. You're disco. Mm. So, so should we talk about the time that you made me come so hard I cried? That scene that was, was a good segue. <laughs> so beautiful there are, there are a few people in a few instances uh, in my career where I can honestly say I didn't have sex on camera yeah the camera like wasn't there we made love yes and I felt so I am so in love with you and that moment was like I, I am in love with this woman yeah it I was love so you. raw and like pure it was incredible I love you so much you're such an amazing inspiring woman like you thank you I ran up here <laughs> Thank you. That means so much to me. 
I love you. I'm so I love happy. You. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank or you for having. Thank Sorry, you for Slayer. having me on your Sorry, podcast. I, like, I got into like a, a zone, and I. I'm yours. No, like, I'm yours. Hi. I, I understand. I'm the dude who pushed the buttons. I was bullshitting my way through the interview before you got here. Yeah, we've been waiting for. We had to start, but we were like, so some stuff, some stuff. How about that driving though? You're so beautiful. I love You're you. You're beautiful. Hi. You know what's really cool? How Slytherin women. So this is that's how we bonded. Uh-huh. For for our listeners who may or may not be aware. That is how we bonded. We are Harry Potter yes. geeks. We met one time and then shared a room at this convention. This convention uh this convention. like five hundred years ago. Yes. Yeah. Like uh well, because you know, I'm like hundred and seventy three slash immortal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was amazing. It was like the Slytherin common room. It was. It, it was, was a Slytherin common room. Yeah. We, God, I just, I can just sit here saying for the next 10 minutes how much I love you in, in different stuttering ways, but the fact remains, yes, I love you. Um, yes. It's true. Slytherin, Slytherin women. I'm just here. It's cool. Slytherin women. It's cool. Are you a Slytherin? Well, actually, yeah. The- yeah, I, yeah, actually. Oh. It's actually really funny because if you come into my house, I make you take the Pottermore test. Oh, girl. <laughs> Everyone is a Slytherin except uh, Natasha Nice was a Ravenclaw, which I can also I get down with. I can get down with. Xander, Xander, Xander. Oh, well, I. Oh, here it goes again. I just continuously roast Xander. Because the, the funny thing about Xander is uh, he always identified as a Slytherin. And he finally decided to take the Pottermore test. Okay. He's a fucking Gryffindor. Oh, he came man. on the podcast. It was like the elephant in the room, and I was like, "So let's talk about the situation." He was like, "I don't want to talk about it." Like he already knew. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to talk oh. about it. And it was, but we've figured it out that he's the Gryffindor that is like the bad kid that hangs out with all the Slytherin. Look, here's the thing. A great man. They're, they're, we're very similar. They're a great similar. man named Albus Dumbledore fought for House Unity. Yes. He wanted us to be a united front and not divided on houses, but rather emboldened and empowered by the houses that we are in and joined together as one against the Dark Lord. Absolutely. And at this point, today is Inauguration Day. I think that's a very salient thing to point out. It is, and at the same time, the last time that I went to uh, Harry Potter World at Universal in Hollywood, I got my picture taken with the, you know, the conductor of the Hogwarts Express. He saw my dark mark, and he's like, got scared, and I was like, I'm sorry, did you realize that we are all friends now? Like, Draco Malfoy is part of the Ministry of Magic, like... Uh Were you not aware? You were named after two headmasters of Hogwarts. One of them was a Slytherin, and he was the bravest Bravest man I ever knew. Yes. Girl. My heart. I know. (laughs) I love you so much. I love you, too. It's nice to have me and Matt shut up for a couple of minutes. (laughs) Thank you. It just Well, it it happens, because this is what happens. If a guest comes on and starts talking about Slayer... I just kind of shut up unless I want to tease Matt and be like, oh, they, they sing that song Walk, right? That's, that's their song. And then he gets really, really mad like he just did, like that face yeah, all the time. Except sometimes it gets worse. But when it comes to Harry Potter, he takes like three seats because he knows. Good, good. Speaking of which, just saw Vinnie, Checks and balances on Vinnie Paul again downstairs. He's always fucking up. I know, but it's... 
it, it just makes me feel so happy to see Vinny Paul downstairs. Oh. Drummer from Pantera. Really? He's Tambic Daryl's brother. Here? Yeah. Yep. No, sure. He lives in Vegas. He comes in here. That's awesome. So, seen okay. him last night. Seen him about 10 minutes ago. And I'm going to see this whiskey down in my belly right now. Mm-hmm. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Thanks for coming up, Ella. Oh, yeah. We didn't tell the world what we're drinking. We just cracked a bottle of uh, Henry McKenna. Ten year, ten year, damn fine. Proof. Which is is, is wonderful. Is yeah, it's real. One of my it's best bourbon. friends in the entire Dang. world, who is straight off the boat from Ireland. Her oh. name is McKenna. Oh. So as soon as this whiskey came into my eye line, I loved it immediately. It. Fuck yeah. Um, True love. Can I get so much out? love on this episode? Can I get so- out about virtual reality? Of course. I I, I would love up. to hear about it because I have actually had to come at people because there was it's only happened like once or twice, mm-hmm. but uh, a dude come and be like, "Have you heard about VR porn?" And I was like, "Yeah, I know um, the the chick that like is." the like brains behind it oh. like the whole thing and like no it's a dude and I'm like no you need to take all of the seats because this is a woman named Ella Darling and she is the queen I am the queen I am I did my not my favorite thing I would like you to tell us about the dudes that tried to tell you about your oh your own industry girl. you are the pioneer of you're in vice I'm not you know vice everything you're everywhere wired everything vice covered us um can I? Can we? Can we talk aside? about how, Get the how fuck our over favorite, here. our favorite talent testing lady? Hi, Maria. Maria yeah. is one of the introducing introducing Maria this one off. of talent testing onto the 288. So, our favorite. Uh, Maria pricked me yesterday and took my blood and uh, flew all the way here from LA to test all of us dirty, filthy people. She also Pretty tolerates sure you raiding the candy my, closet in Northridge. My yeah. favorite vampire, oh my right here. Candy. I went Welcome so I podcast, went to Europe Maria. to speak at a bunch of VR shit last year. Yes, and when I was in Romania, it was my first time in Romania. I uh, yes, you have been a world. You've been all over the place. You've been traveling. I've been all over, but that's where like Dracula is is from. Yes, yeah. and I was like, I need to send a postcard to my favorite vampires in the world. So I sent a postcard to Talent Testing. <laughs> where is that postcard, Maria? It's on my desk. Awesome. It's taped to her monitor, and every time I go, it's like <gasps> you liked it. I would also, yeah, I would also like to speak to Maria's amazing beauty and gothness and amazing. Oh my god, she has a paperweight that has a little baby bat. I know, suspended in it. She <laughs> you nailed. Oh, shit. When I was a You're young a gothling, gift. when I was a young preteen who was super goth and learning what goth was and trying to find my way. I learned about like being a professional goth. I learned about being an adult and like how to be goth and still be professional and still like thrive without losing that part of yourself. And yep. you are that. You embody that. It's I true. love you. Both of you. Both of you do. Like like goth. people look at me they're like, "Oh yeah, that bitch is goth." But like y'all are like you are extraordinarily pin up. You look so beautiful all the time. I come into talent testing looking like a straight up troll and you always look so beautiful I, all the I time. I doubt that ever happens. Oh, it, it, it does. No, you're a babe. You're so beautiful. Look, there's no person in this room who is not a complete fucking hottie. Like an achievement. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. It's an audio format. She did lie to y'all. So much. No, she <laughs> winked. She she did that. I winked. And winked. I did the the fingers to my eyes to your eyes. This yeah. I, I got to be self-deprecating on air. It's just I one understand. of those things. I yeah, he, he tries. Um, but okay, so I want to geek out about VR. 
Yes. So, yeah. No. Um, not to I be distracted. Doing virtual reality porn about three years ago. Uh, my company was one of the first in the industry. Not the first, but one of the first. I've done 3D 360, 3D 180. I did the first ever VR porn holograms. I created my my business partner. Our company created the first ever live webcam platform. That's what I was gonna say. Were you not the first live VR webcam? Yes, I was the world's first VR cam girl. And awesome. um, we uh, this this first ever live cam in VR experience is now Cam4 VR. This is uh, you find us at cam4.com slash VR. It's amazing. It's what I'm doing now. At this expo, we are debuting our new camera. The new camera is crazy because it's huge. Oh my god! So like we can have a bunch of performers there. It's 3D 360. You see the entire room they're in. And it's voice to voice. So when you go into a private chat with a performer, you talk and she hears you and talks right back. And I love it when women talk back. Um, I do too. That's really cool because from what I I personally have never performed in any type of VR scene, but from what I've heard is it takes a lot of time to set up and then you can only be in a small window. So the fact you're able to kind of open it up, that's really cool. And it's still, I can't speak too much about the the capture approach, but it is. uh, Well, no, that's that's trade secret. No, hell no. We've made that a lot more accommodating for performers. And um, I would, I'm going to start bringing in like regular performers to do like VR shows, and Mm -hmm. you're one I want to talk to. But um, we also have something we introduced something to the site. It's called WebGL. I won't bore you with what that is, but essentially what it does is if you don't have a VR headset, you can go on cam4.com. You can access it from your your phone, your computer. And if you go into a VR cam show, you can tilt and pan and see the whole 360 without even a headset. That's awesome. That's amazing. And it's really cool. So um, that's what we're doing with Cam4 here at AEE. Um, I did a TEDx talk about VR porn a few months ago. I That's fucking awesome. Thank you. Saw that and girl, you like <laughs> I can't. You are so amazing. Like when I saw you on that, I <sighs> the little goth heart Aww. it swelled three times that day. Oh, like, it was Grinchmas. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I love you so much, and you're so inspiring. But just I to see you. you doing all of this and to be succeeding and because you're so fucking brilliant on top of the fact that you are so fucking sexy and such a good bone like (laughs) thank you it's it's just so amazing to see you you doing all of this and to see you succeeding and to see you being this pioneer in this new industry that you're like the pioneer there are a lot of people there are a lot of people working really hard in different areas and as a community as an industry we're really doing a lot the people the executives in virtual reality recognize the importance of porn here they Mm -hmm. recognize that our voice matters and that's why I've sort of been embraced in the sense I I did not christen myself the queen of VR porn, but I have embraced it. Um, but the I, fact someone else called you, it means it's real. I speak, <laughs> I speak at VR conferences, like mainstream VR conferences yeah. in North America and Silicon Valley, a lot in Europe. I spoke a lot in Europe last year. I'm going to Germany again in a few months to do it again. And um, the fact that they understand that we matter. Like, yeah. Basically, the tech industry found something they could grab a hold of yes. and be like oh wait it's porn but look it's also this important thing that we care about yeah so we can talk about it i just showing like the technology expanding through every branch of entertainment and things of that nature and any way that we can make the mainstream recognize us and support us and believe in us is always important to me it's, it's good for me it's good for us it's good for all of us as a whole industry especially in what's coming up we definitely need- i know here here cheers Absolutely. to that cheers, cheers guys that. when i spoke i spoke at a conference in cologne germany and uh, cheers us, honey. Yeah. I didn't realize I had a drink. Yay! Oh, of course you had a drink. How can Come we on. Well, I, I showed up late. It's okay. 
So I spoke at this conference in Cologne, and it was at Köln Messe. It's the, it's the seventh largest expo hall in the world. And they have two rules, no military, no adult. There, I didn't know this until I got there. They had meetings with like the, the city of Cologne, with the people who run the, to make sure that they would allow me to speak because that's oh how much they God. believed in it and believe in us, not just me, but us as an industry. That's amazing. And that's really important. I'm really, that really is amazing. I think it's important as a community to come together. I mean, we came together, we defeated Prop 60. That, yeah, that. We, when we stand together, uh, yeah. pardon me. Yeah, we dude. Yeah, when we see strong. that's the whole thing. Everybody wants to talk a lot of mess, but when we come together, we're incredible. It's a real thing. We are only we are, strong. We are a real community with a real backing, with real people that have brains and are intelligent. We know our asses from our elbows. And I we gotta, are willing to fight for what we believe in in our community. Yes, and when we come together, we thrive. I will quote someone whom I have a lot of respect for. We are only as strong as we are united and weak as we are divided. But we have to stand. Albus Percival, Wolfric Bryan, Dumbledore. <laughs> and yes. Did you see did you see my whole eyes light up oh, like halfway through that? But it's true. Like when we come together, so much can happen. And we saw that. We saw that in spades last year. And I really hope that that continues. It really is. January 31st in Oakland is the next Cal OSHA division meeting. Now there are like monthly meetings with the Cal OSHA standards board, which thanks to Susie Q and Eric and the FSC. Who is like, a queen, Susie yeah, Q. They're amazing. They have, I mean, it's their job. They go to these meetings every month and they make sure that there's performer representation. They make sure that there's a representative from the APAC board at these things. So we have actually fostered a really strong relationship with the standards board of OSHA. But on January 31st in Oakland, California, it's the division. And the division is different from the standards board. They need to hear you. They need to hear why the vertical of standards from the medical industry is not the same vertical as the adult industry. We are our own vertical. We are our own unique situation. And we need to have a different nuanced set of standards that makes sense for us. We, as an industry, push for the idea that we have equitable measures of safety uh, with regards to condoms. Condoms right. are great. Mm -hmm. Testing is great. There are a lot of things that work. And our t when you compare the uh, the demographic that is the porn industry, we're largely 20 and 30-somethings. When you compare that demographic to the general demographic, we have a lower incidence of STDs across the board. We're the mm -hmm. most tested population in the world. Maria, back me up, girl. Yep. You're fucking talent testing. We have a legit source here, y'all. <laughs> I'm good, you know, cool, like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't get tested, I don't have to, I don't have any symptoms, but that's one of the biggest symptoms. No. So many things yeah, are asymptomatic. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of diseases are asymptomatic. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so no. Like, chlamydia, 75% of women, it's asymptomatic? Yes. Oh, yeah, Particularly especially chlamydia. chlamydia. Have you guys, I don't know, uh, have you ever gone over what we are tested for on your podcast? Can I? No, no I actually, we were actually kind of waiting okay. for you, like, oh. honestly. Hi. <laughs> I have arrived. As an industry, if you are a performer consistently, every 14 days, you have to test, it's, you have to use the adult to be honest, industry like test. It's, it's, honestly, it's like, it's 13, because it it's, expires it 13. every 14, it's the, so it's, it's 13. It's days. 13 yeah, HIV, chlamydia, gonorrhea, hep B, hep C, syphilis, and trichomoniasis. I love you. God, I love you. <laughs> April, I love you. April O'Neil. Avian is such magic, y'all. Don't get um, mad. I'm going to run by, by April O'Neil. <laughs> <Wait, wait, laughs> April, say hi real quick. Uh, I'm sorry. I have to be a real asshole. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. Say hi. Get over here, please. <laughs> hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm April O'Neil, and I love Ella. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> 
You're incredible. You're so smart. I love you. Okay. Such beauty. So, such love. So we tested those seven uh, infections. But a lot of people are like, well, I can just go get tested at my doctor. I get tested, whatever. No, your doctor uses what's called the ELISA test. Mm -hmm. The ELISA test has a three to six month window. Yeah. And it tests for the antibodies that your body produces in response to HIV. So it takes that long for your body to produce enough antibodies to detect the virus. What we use is the Aptima PCR RNA test, correct? Right. Yeah. Which tests for the RNA of the virus, which is what, seven to 10 days? Seven Mm -hmm. to ten days. So we're not using the... Like, a lot of people are like, well, your tests don't work because it takes three months to detect it. No, our tests are... It takes a week, and we get tested uh, every two weeks. They're more advanced. They They have And and we use... We consistently keep up with the science, and we use the best tests on the market. And as a result, there have been zero instances of HIV transmission on an adult set that follows our protocol since it was introduced in 2004. Yep. And when since it was introduced, it's only gotten more and more stringent. Absolutely. When I first started in the industry, it was 28-day tests. Mm-hmm. And only a couple companies would do like a like a two-day prior yeah. test. Yeah. Now it's every 14 days, which yeah. is every 13. And I hear people, I've heard some people complain about it, things of that nature. But you know, it's, it at the end of the day, I would rather be safe. And... Absolutely. I this is our livelihood. It doesn't matter if I have to, you know, come out of pocket every thirteen days. I would rather I would rather tax deduction. Calm it. Calm it. However, it does I I, I would rather be safe and know that the people that I care about that I'm doing scenes with, whether or not I know you, are I want you to be safe as well. Like it's it's and it's self-imposed. This is nothing no one no. told us to do. This is the thing that we say to Cal OSHA. We self-regulate. We're not opposed to regulation. We've embraced it for the past 13 years. Yeah. And the thing is, like, do I think that performers should be paying out of pocket for this? No, I would love to find a way to make it not the burden of the, of the workers, of the laborers. But as it stands now, we're working within the means that we can. Mm-hmm. And if we succumb to what Cal OSHA is trying to impose upon us, it will be at the, dr- the detriment of the actual labor force. Yes. And that is unacceptable. Well, that, and it will, it will change porn as you know it. But like, also, it's... I personally have heard people that would rather test every week, but, you know, to each yes. own. Yeah. Yeah. They feel they would be safer, but, you know. And, but that's, but that's also the beauty of yes. this industry is that go to TTS every three days if you want to. Yes. And as a performer, you are empowered. You have the right to decline yes, to you shoot. You have your, bod- your bodily autonomy. You have agency. Yes. We all have agency. And you have the right to say, I don't want to work with these people. I don't want to work if this person hasn't, you know, represented, hasn't demonstrated that they're efficient or capable in these ways or, or whatever. They're... APAC, the Adult Performer Advocacy mm-hmm. Committee, has established a model bill of rights and a professional code of conduct that tells performers straight up, it's your fucking body, it's your fucking career. Yeah. And, and, that, and that bill of rights is hanging in every testing facility. It is. Thank you Everywhere. for that. And it's amazing. Yeah. Testing facilities. Talent yes. testing is the only place I want to go. Tell us about your new lab in yes. Vegas. It's really 
Nice. I went to the one prior, like the the older location. This one is real fancy. Yeah, that's real fancy. It's real nice. Came came in. You looking looking all official behind that big desk and things. <laughs> looking all good. I forgot you were there, and I walked. I was like going through it, yeah. <laughs> and when I when I walked in, I saw Maria, and I was like, <sighs> she was like, did you just oh, run in here? <laughs> I was like, no, girl. I was like going through it. Like I was trying to do everything on the phone. She was like, oh, honey, let me tell you. Yeah. TTS is amazing. They are outside of how awesome Maria is. They're very. It's a it's a great company, but yeah. to me, the most important part is the people. It's yes. you. It's Bobby. It's Jen. It's the people yeah. that I I live in. Um, I live pretty damn far. I live in a place where it is far more convenient to go to a different clinic and I would never disparage another clinic I think they're all they do very good work everybody but I will drive the extra time the extra several miles because I want to see you guys because you guys are part of my family you guys are you know me I see you more than I see most performers I see you certainly more than I see my own family most of my own friends certainly my own romantic partners and you guys know me, and you respect me, and you greet me by name, and you hug it's me. It's true. It's so amazing. Like, like I don't even remember the last time my first and last name were put on my peacup. <laughs> like, it just has, like, my government first name. They're like, oh, we know that. Oh, all. that girl. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. There's a lot of things that I can't remember, but it's like, when I see you guys, it's like... Yeah, and you remember, Sucker. like I'm, I'm, I'm a delicate little flower. I can't have a bandaid on my forearm, and every no, time I go, true. they know that. Yeah. Don't put a bandaid on Ella. Put the fucking gauze shit because she's a flower who's yeah. gonna bruise, and then she can't sh- like she's ho- hollow bones. I don't avian, have to say avian a thing. Bone syndrome. <laughs> it's 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 bespoke. Or bespoke? How do you say that word? I don't know. I've only read it. I think bespoke. it's bespoke. bespoke. Yeah. Sorry. I'm I have the same thing where you read a word, yeah. but you've never heard it. This is so you I, don't really know how to say it. Another thing I read recently was don't make fun of someone for mispronouncing a word because they're doing it because they've read it and don't discourage people from reading. Yes. And to quote John Waters, if you go to somebody's house and they don't have books, don't, don't fuck them. them. <laughs> um, I cheat. My roommate has a bunch of books. Yeah, you are a cheater. That's it's, um, I have yeah. I have a lot of books on my phone. I read mostly on my phone now, but yeah. I still keep a good collection just to make sure people know I'm legit. Oh, absolutely. Um, I uh, have like my hardcover, you know, books and things that I will never get rid of. I have no. my favorite my favorite books that I will never get rid of that I love. I to bet just some have. of my Harry Potter. So, yes. Well, I mean, I'm you know I'm speaking to a woman that has. I have the German decimal. Yes, I have the Dewey Decimal number for Harry Potter tattooed on my back. I got it when... That's fucking amazing. <laughs> I so, noticed. She's yeah, like, do you know what this is? And I saw it and I was like, stop. Stop it. Seriously, how many people even know what the Dewey Decimal System still is? Okay, don't break my heart like that, please. Yeah, but, please don't. Well, don't I know do it. it don't do I it. I know. So a lot, it, it kills me when people are like, so the Dewey Decimal System is like obsolete now. And I'm like, that Can is you not? so... Like, first of all, that operates on the idea that libraries have enough funding to re-catalog... Oh, hey. Cheers, everyone. To recatalog to the point to eliminate the Dewey Decimal System, it's not true at all. And I am biased because my grad school uh, was founded by Melville Dewey. Um, There are not very many academic libraries that operate with the Dewey Decimal System. Most of them use the Library of Congress system. But because Dewey founded our our college, our school, uh, we're Dewey. Um, Libraries don't have money, is the thing. I was the associate director of a library. I was head of reference. And it broke my heart because every quarter was another battle with the town to tell them how much we still need funding. We 
it was crazy. Like I was, I would order reference books like crazy. I got to just spend a bunch of money because if I didn't spend that money, they would decide that I didn't need that money and we would lose funding. And yeah. if the town stops funding that, the state stops funding it as well. Like it, mm-hmm. it's reciprocal. And, um, yeah, like you need to go hug your fucking librarian. You need to go thank You're them. My favorite. It's, it's not, true, no. and it's not just books. The library provides so many resources: it's CDs, it's movies, internet, like everything, space. comic, comic books, books, graphic no, novels. Everything. It's There's a so many space. resources, encyclopedias, things. Yeah. You know, well, they have events. They have for for young parents. They have things for your kids every week. They have everything that mm-hmm. you need. If you go to the library and you need an answer, or you have, you need an answer for something, they will find the answer for you. I had a guy who would call. It was so funny. Every week I would get a call and I recognized him. It was like, he asks such strange and nuanced questions from like every, like every concept you could think of. Like, I never know what he's going to ask me next. And finally I was like, look, what are you studying? Like, I, I've tried to, like, I felt, I know who you are at this point. What is it? That, what is your field of research? New York Times Sunday crossword. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow. But but still, like it's it's valuable and it's okay. So here's the thing: a lot of people like to discount libraries. They're like, well, nobody even uses books anymore. It's all on the internet. Did you know there is such a huge? I I can't tell you because it's been a few years since I've researched this. But the percentage of the population in America that does not have access to the internet in their homes, not through a computer, not even through a phone or not reliable through a phone, mm-hmm. is vast. And yeah. to say like, oh, well, libraries don't matter. It's like, dude, it doesn't matter to you because you don't need it. You have no idea how many people need it. Yeah. I, I was just going to bring up that point. If you're broke and you have to apply for a job, the library is the best place to do it. Hey, exactly. when I was a library, I was reference librarian, associate director for one year. One of the initiatives I did was a big, it was a jobs week. And every day of the week, we had a different resource for people who were seeking jobs. Uh, resume reviews, how to do a cover letter, how to do an interview, how to manage like monster.com, all that stuff. When I was teaching people how to set up for monster.com, and this is years and years ago, I was prepared to be like, okay, here's what you need to write in the fields on, on the site. What I ended up teaching them, many people, was which mouse button to click. Yeah. Because they didn't, they had no experience. This was a rural community in Massachusetts. And um, 100%, Which part? I shit you not, 100% of the people who came to any aspect of that week long job event, 100% were employed within two weeks. That's I, amazing. Wow. That's it's, really impressive. That, that's so beautiful. And like, I, I don't know, one of my fondest memories as a child was going to my library in the Berkshires. Like, I still have my library card from the Berkshires. I love like, that. It's amazing. And I was, like, real young, so I got confused. So I thought I was supposed to write, like, the first book I wrote or the first book that I took out, like, on the signature line. And then, Aww. so it's, like, erased. It was something about, like, a poppy flower or something. So it's, like, erased. Oh. And then I, like, wrote my name in, like, my janky little little kid handwriting. You know what I, I would kill it. for? I would kill to have the first ever library checkout card from the first ever book. I don't even know what it was at this point. It, it's so rooted in, in youthful mm-hmm. mystery. But I remember going to the library and seeing the little ghost stickers on the spines of the books and being like, that one's for me. Because I was a goth even when I was six. Yes. <laughs> Girl, yeah. I was like four and five years old. And we, my family would go on road trips for vacations. Yeah. If we drove past a graveyard, trust and believe, I started screaming until my parents pulled over. This is a true story. Pulled wow. over so that I could walk around the cemetery. I remember just holding my breath. I remember how I was like, it's so rude to breathe in front of those who can't. 
so many people would walk on the graves and things and oh I would God. so disrespectful like I would be like that here comes I was baby like Draven that, that, like, schooling yes, you on some, like, serious, some etiquette like real goth kid like I was like 14 sneaking out of my house walking down to the cemetery that was down the street in Baltimore oh, and like fixing like, the dead flowers like getting rid of the dead ones and like fixing them so that they you know their arrangements look nice and stuff and like I'd go home and smell like a swamp but you know goth as fuck but I love but I love I was like that's we mentioned it we did a podcast uh, a few episodes ago with Victor Rubio of Digging Six Feet Under podcast it's really cool you will love this he he's a funeral director he has been for 10 years and he goes through like each episode of Six Feet Under and then talks about it from like a funeral director's perspective that's amazing and we did a swap cast with him and I was like tell me all about it because every time I go to the Museum of Death I just stay in that room forever that's fucking that is what I want to do so badly because I feel like there's no I think that's your that's such a high honor though like that's such it's so looked over but it's so much respect like to take care of someone when they're not there anymore that, that's a huge thing that's and here's a the thing, lot we, we put so much so much uh, investment into like people's final words their entire tomes dedicated to the final words of mm-hmm. celebrities and people and historical figures the final the la- we, we put a lot of a lot into like the first of something and the last of something the, mm-hmm. your last words your last outfit your, your last, last meal rites. Yeah, last yeah. rites I mean the final meal of people in uh, on death row is something that a lot of people paid attention to yeah. but the last person who takes care of you who looks after you that is something that is certainly overlooked, and those people deserve our respect, and and that's so important. It definitely is. I'm I'm actually speaking of last meals. What would be your last meal if you given the oh, choice? Oh man, um, you know what? I'm not good under pressure. I can't eat under pressure. I have known the answer to this my entire life. It is a cheesesteak made with real ribeye, extra mayonnaise, extra grilled onions, and provolone. All right. All right. He knows exactly what he wants. I. Who prepares it for you, Johnny? I don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. What am I doing? Did I, am I calling someone? No. Oh, God. I thought I was accidentally like butt calling someone. Um, I am really not good under pressure. I can't eat food. So I feel like I'd want a really nice, like, rich meal. I, say, I feel like you should be sponsored by Soylent. I was about to say, it's going to be Soylent. It's going to be Soylent. Um, I'll have pizza. We have notes from the producer coming up. Sam, pizza or sushi? Up top, girl. Um, <laughs> yes. That's, I, yep. Given the chance, I would want vodka and Soylent. Probably, actually, recently they released some new fa- flavors. They sent them to me for free. I, what's the like the the? They clothe me at this point. They send me so many free shirts because I talk about them all the time. But um, there's co- uh, cacao and uh, nectar. That's nectar. the one. Yeah, that's the one. I didn't know if it, I knew it was some nectar. Type tastes of fruity, like yeah, fruit loops. It's fruit loops. Yeah, it's grown up fruit loops. And cacao is like it. It tastes like a fudgesicle. I love the the. Um, Coffeeous, it's caffeinated soil. It tastes like mocha without sugar, oh, okay. um, but I love it. I probably be soylent, and I'm not saying that because they send me free shit. I just really <laughs> am a fan, a big ass fan. Um, well, I think it's also you know very good to someone who also may be a delicate flower, yes, and you know may have trouble eating all the time. Because yes. I mean, even myself. Um, Do you drink soylent? You know, if I no, but I feel like for conventions and times like this, I probably I should because my, my anxiety gets so high that like Girl, it's it's really room. good for like you know it's good, it's good stuff. <laughs> come to my room. I have soylent. I have coffee. I'd love to try it. Yeah, come over. to try it. Hi, Maria. Hi, Maria. Hello. <laughs> I just like every time I'm in your presence, I can't help but like feel like. Can we talk about how beautiful, like intelligent, kind? You're not loving. even like 
pro-hoeing around at like a booth and you are so you're just a vision you are so beautiful Great. she's like the guardian of, she's like the guardian angel of all pro-hoes and she's the only one we let it's actually very accurate yeah, she's the only one we let take our blood from us the guardian fairy please I like you that's are. true I actually wait, wait, and, and no shade but I get kind of bent when someone other than dead fairy her twitter is dead fairy she is the guardian oh, dead fairy of us what's the twitter for uh, talent testing uh, at talent testing at talent yeah. testing cool yeah but hashtag team northridge what team up team northridge yeah. forever and you guys yeah. always have a cute little like in the corner they there's the always setups. they have the best decorations it's like an elementary school classroom with all of the decor like it's Valentine's Day it's Thanksgiving it's fucking President's Day Halloween yeah. I love Bobby dude it's I love it's Bobby such a, it's so awesome yeah. um, like, but it also helps a lot because like when civilians come to get tested you know they're scary they, yeah it's not like a scary yes. porn thing yeah um, you know they've never been there before. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard for them. So. Well, I also you know, I like it because it's it's like helping to normalize getting tested often because I've I've had friends and you know as a dancer I've had you know customers I've had conversations with and stuff that were like I thought getting tested twice a year was a lot and I'm like oh honey <laughs> twice like a year. but to but to normalize testing the fact that it's not. It's not bad. And if you catch something, you're not like, I actually am very against the terms clean test yes. and dirty test. Yes, yes, I don't yes. like that. It's so Because there's no, like, if you catch something, there's no, there's no shame in that. Like, right. it's Shit a happens. good thing that you got tested, you realized it, you can, you, you can, it. yeah, you can yeah. get whatever so medication you so need weird. and not hurt anyone else. It's I prefer the term fresh test. Right. right. Yeah. It's so weird the way that we stigmatize people for having any kind of infection regarding their genitals. Absolutely. But you have like any other illness and it's like, oh no, that sucks for you. What can we do for you? Exactly. I'll send you some soup. Well, it's crazy. Would you break up with your significant other for them giving you a cold or strep? See? Absolutely. Great point. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Look yeah, at sure. Matt Slayer not being obnoxious and dropping knowledge. I do that every once in a while. <laughs> this is the thing. Uh, if you're an elementary school teacher and from your workplace, you, you're working with all these jam hand fucking six-year-olds that are Your just children little. are the bringers of the plagues. They are, are <laughs> they're, yes, they're covered in bacteria and, and viruses and, and often like lice. Like they are, you want to talk to me about porn stars? How about your goddamn children? What are you doing with them? Yeah. But the thing is, if you. What about your plumber? If you're like, well, you know, like, come on. Yeah, like everybody, everybody gets sick. If you're a school teacher and you contract an illness because you're a school teacher and you're working around a bunch of other people all the time, nobody's ever like, oh my God, how many six-year-olds have you talked to this yeah, week? Right? But you're if you're so a sex dirty. worker, if you're a sex worker, it's like, <laughs> yeah, how many no. people have you fucked? And it's like, dude, Stop. shut the fuck like up. Like that's going to change who I am or how I feel or how yeah. I feel towards someone else in an intimate setting. Yeah. Like uh, that's going to do anything. Exactly. Uh, how many people have more than you will ever in your life? Deal with it. Do you ever, you don't obviously date because you are a person who doesn't date. I'm not sure to what degree. Oh, it's common knowledge they're married. Okay, I didn't want to, I didn't want to yeah. be an asshole. So you're a married woman. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe you date. I don't know what your situation is. I haven't fucking asked. We have Charlotte. We have Charlotte. Well, okay, so for a while I was on a tramp page. And um, after I, I went through, I'm still actually going through divorce. It's been like two and a half years. But um, I went on a tram page. I had only been with five men in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to do boy-girl porn. I need to explore. I need to do some research. Yeah. Some work Absolutely. research. Yeah. Yes. And like, 
I was also like super active on Tinder because I like the dick and yeah. I like pussy too. But I'm wrong with that. I wanted some dick. Equal opportunity slidingness. That's what we support on the 288. I went on a date yeah, with someone. I, I I met up with him and we're sitting down for drinking. I was like, okay, so what's your number? And I was like, but dude, wait, no, you you te- you were literally texting me like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. You have my number. He was like, no, what's your Number. Oh no! Like, oh, you mean how many people? There's like ten seats over there. You can take all of them. Yeah, get that fuck out. I was like, wait, are you asking me how many people I've had sex with? And we're in the middle of a bar and it's a little quiet. And I'm like, very, very. I'm sorry. Is this what you're asking me? That's none of your fucking business. Yeah. Um. That's wow. That's really weird and rude. Why would you? Th- why would you ask? That's a very that? invasive question well, for a first date too. What I like to tell people is, sex is not like fucking Everest. You're not the first person to fucking climb. <laughs> yes. Yes. And if you were, you'd probably not have a great time along the way because there would be no one to tell you. Like, here it snows every day on Everest. You won't see no one else's fucking footprints. Exactly. You'll be all right. You'll be just fine. <laughs> but also back on um, the whole STD thing. Jen says always like something so funny, like when you get like chlamydia or gonorrhea, it's like the industry cold. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Three, cold. three days, no big deal, yeah, you're fine. Take your medication, <laughs> and like, you know, like a week later, you're good. So, it is. To a civilian, to a civilian, it's like so harrowing. It's so like, oh my God, I have an STI. And it's like, dude. If you had yeah. any other similar illness, when you go to your doctor, I mean, if you got a flu and you went to the doctor as frequently as we do, and the doctor was like, oh, hey, by the way, you have the flu, and you're like, I don't even feel like yeah. shit. And they're like, that's fine. Here's some antibiotics. You're not going to feel like shit. You're not going to question your dignity if you have the no, flu. No, it's fine. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just a fucking It's bacteria. a societal hangup that's super whack. And that, like, I really feel like I'm really happy that, you know, especially with the openness of TTS and everything, like to normalize it and and to make it something that, I mean, Slayer got tested. Also, (laughs) I I actually got a clean test for Avian, but back onto the civilian essay. I'm a glorified civilian. I admit it. I'm porn adjacent. Yeah. I love that term. Yes. Yeah. He's got like an honorary degree from porn university. Okay. I've been around a minute. (laughs) So the, the one time I got burned was by a civilian and I wasn't upset that, you know, she gave me an STI. I was upset that she took no ownership of the situation. That's the thing. If we didn't yeah, throw so much shame on that, yeah, people like could be like... That goes back to the like, stigma. Like, if you're like, oh my God, I have to go to work because I have to work at, you know, at my office or whatever. I have the flu, but I don't have any days that I can take off. Oh, you got the flu too. I'm so sorry. That's the same thing. It's just going around. Chlamydia is never just going around. Like, oh, well, the people in your yeah. sexual social group happen to... Like, someone got it. Everyone else got it. Like, yeah. it's going around just like the flu goes around. We never talk about it that way. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't upset. I was just like, oh, this shit happens. You should get tested. When she came back to me and said, oh, you obviously got blackout drunk and fucked somebody else. That's what upset me. That's so rude. And that's, that's why I, that's yeah, why I called that's quits. That's rude. Yeah, like, don't do that. I, if, if she had been like, oh, shit, I was unsafe with somebody else, shit happens, I, we probably would have car- carried on. Yeah. It was the lack of ownership in the situation. Yeah. Well, but sometimes people tend to do that, you know? Like when that's going back to the stigma. Happens, like if they're scared or ashamed, up. yeah. Yeah. Throw the ball around, like, yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah, it was someone else. So, yeah, that's stupid. Well, on that note, you guys are such a gout. Thank you so much. Like, I know you just kind of like Maria. I know she just kind of like walked into this, but like, thanks for being a good sport. We love you. (laughs) You are a champ. I love you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being the incredible person that you are. Thank you and all of your contemporaries at TTS because you guys seriously are my family in porn. I tell, on the rare occasion that I have a new sexual partner, 
I bring them to you and you meet them. And because that's what I like, if I'm going to have someone who feels like a safe space, which I think is also very important. Yeah. Yeah. And it's family. Um, I want to throw out a quick little, a quick, a quick thing. Um, I went to TTS a few months ago. There's some dude in the parking lot. I got out of my car and he was like, Hey, Hey, are you a porn star? And I went in and I was like, dude, like this guy said this thing. Oh my God. Maria and Jenny were both, they were like, who said that? What? We're going to go find them. And they walked me out and they were like, who was it? Who did it? They, and they walked me to the, my, to my car. They walked me out to see. And then afterwards they walked me to my car. That is yeah, customer well, service I mean, right I mean, there. You Shit. Know, like we want you guys to be safe. Yeah. But that was our huh. parking lot, so like we okay, felt responsible enough. in a way. So, so right you know, so I'm like, that's the least that we can do for you. You know, like make sure that you get to your car safe. I love you, and that it's above it's and beyond. It's not something you have to do. It's just something that you do, and that is the big difference in in quality. And that's that's that means the world to me, and I know that everybody else appreciates it too. I want you to know how much our industry loves you and appreciates you. Yeah, we love you guys so much. I know you do. All of you. So, Maria, what's this Where's Waldo thing that Talent Testing is doing right now? Okay, so tomorrow, Saturday, you have to find Jen, and you have to say, how's Bobby? And she'll give you a 10% discount. I just want everyone to know that I was the first. You better live stream that, because this won't be out in time. So, I, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if it's appropriate. Do you guys edit this? We do. If it's not appropriate, cut it. How is Bobby? She's, she's doing good. She's she's working part time, you know. I mean, she when can't. she comes in the office, still? <clears throat> yeah, she works um, from like one to five. I feel like my eyes were just open. She's so wonderful. I'm gonna start calling the she's next time such, I have to she, test. She's such a strong woman. I she really she is. Strong. She's incredible, and she has been such a strong support person for me over the past several years with the things I do with APAC, with everything. She respects me. She understands. Like, you guys are amazing. In the office, she is. I remember the first time I ever tested in the adult industry, I talked to her and she was like, oh, sweetheart. And she came and she showed me the video that they had made at AIM at the adult industry medical clinic before the scourge of the fucking earth. Fuck. <sighs> and like, Bobby was yeah. one of the first people in this industry I ever even talked to. And she made me feel fine. She yeah, made me feel. I would not bear. see her for like two years and I would walk in and she would call me by name. Yeah. She is an actual living angel. Bobby is everyone's yeah. mom. You she, and Jen are everyone's big sister because yeah. you look out for yeah. us. We do. I love you. We try. I love you guys. So on that note, let's get everyone's social media and get the show well, on the road. Well, let's start with uh, Maria and talent testing. It's a very important thing. So where can we find you with and your gorgeousness and like beauty and then also talent testing and all those things? My Twitter is at Death Fairy and talent testing is at talent testing. Our website, talenttestingservice.com. Instagram, talenttesting. Awesome. So the Vegas office is brand new, or? Uh, no, we've had it. The lab is brand new. So, so this is an actual lab in Vegas? Yep. In not oh, just wow. Vegas. That's awesome. And it's actually only like four minutes from where we are. It's the coolest. Are the, yep, from the hard rock. Are the LA tests going to be routed to Vegas now uh, instead of Miami? No, Correct. Wow. What is that going to make you Oh, my God. Apples are not going to get stuck in the Midwest anymore. Oh. Yeah. Because of storms or tornadoes or whatever the hell they have that's going amazing. on there. So. Y'all are such yeah. a gift. Yeah. That's so yeah. awesome. And also the results have been coming in like super early, like at five in the morning. Yeah, wicked so, quick. Yeah, instead of like... I. We usually get it like ten or ten or one or something. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, awesome. Well, they come to late. No, they have been coming in like at five. So yeah, that's awesome. Yes. There you go. Hell yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome. 
Ella, where can we find you and all of your amazing business? Find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Ella Darling. That's E-L-A Darling because I just have to be fucking original. Um, find me at Cam4, C-A-M, the number four, dot com slash VR to learn more about the VR thing that I pioneered and is amazing and I love it. Um, Cam4 is awesome. Cam4 VR is killer. Um, and then if you want to learn more about the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee, you can just follow at APAC Social, APAC Social on Twitter. Awesome. We love APAC. I love Host of the tits, where can we find you? I uh, can find me on Twitter, Instagram, things of the nature, at the Doom Doll. The my Doom Snapchat Doll. is Lil Doomy. And you can find my pornos at dreamandstar.minivids.com. You can get my uh, slutty Snapchat, personal Polaroids, things like that, at dreamandstar.bitcartel.com. And uh, Slaya. Well, first and foremost, I wanted to point out, you sound rather sultry tonight with you. you know, Dude, I, it's, it's Vegas. It's Vegas. It's Avian. I've been talking a lot. I'm like... No, I feel like I'm also. I've been like, like trying to like low key cough off mic and like. I haven't noticed it at all. <laughs> so super low key. Well, she does that because otherwise I'll yell. Yeah, oh. that's true. <sighs> Where do I find you, come, Mr. Slayer? How it do sounds I like you're you? gonna come in real hot. <laughs> yeah. As always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter. Matt Slayer on Instagram. Jesus, I'm like two feet away from you, bro. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my goodness gracious! He's so scary! Yeah. So scary! So, anyways, he acts like he would be a bad strip club DJ. <laughs> the worst strip club DJ. I so mean, the I, underscore that's on Twitter, right? Yeah, because the Brazilian. Because of the Brazilian. The Brazilian. Some Brazilian stole my real Twitter. You can always find me at slash Matt Slayer on Facebook, Matt F and Slayer on Snapchat, just to watch me fucking talk about movies. Because all I do is that's snap. all he does. He just snaps scenes of movies. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. If you're into that. Well, he also gets real drunk and talks shit. That's Sometimes. Good. That's good. So you got to stay tuned. Fuck yeah. And you can always find the podcast at, at 288 Podcast on all your social media. Be sure, if you come check us out on any of your various places you listen to podcasts, if you are on an iOS device, fucking get laughable. That is the primary place that we want you to listen to us. Laughable is the absolutely, hands down, the best iOS app for comic podcast it's true any person that you've ever heard on a podcast you think is funny you can just search their name you can see any other podcast that they've been on so far that's amazing you know it can uh suggest podcasts that you might like based on your interests and ones you've subscribed to so far and if you don't have an ios device just google laughable and it's the first result that comes up fuck yeah i think on that note thank you and good night guys thank you so much for having me Oh, and we're going to do it again. So, okay. Since you're LA-based, we're going to do a full yeah. fucking we'll show. Yeah, we'll do it again. Very we'll soon. It. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Stay filthy, y'all. Stay filthy.